1: Heavenly Abba, who sits on the throne, that is for you. We love you so much, and we thank you for everything that you do for us. And Heavenly Abba, I just want to bless and Pray for the fringe family as well as their loved ones and audience and viewers and friends and thank you so much for everything show Yeshua's name, Selah So I'm back You guys are doomed with me Oh yes, yes, yes I'll try to make it as painless as I possibly can that means you should pretty much put on your crash helmets. <laughs> it's going to hurt a lot. And where was that? Excuse me. I hope I got the link right. Yes. forgive me. And then the second I send out the link, I hope I remember everything that I was going to say on the broadcast. Yep, I'm already drawing a blank. And I'm useless. Okay, thanks for showing up. Everybody have a great night's sleep. Well, that's a wrap. <laughs> now. Not funny, okay. Hang on one moment. I gotta close out of everything. <clears throat> and one more link. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. How it all started. Don't, 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 don't wait. Don't we have a sound effect for that? See, on my end, I can't hear them. I hope you can. Dun-dun-dun-dun. How it all started. I think all the fuss and all the trouble is in getting started. Because you gotta break yourself in. You gotta get used to a routine. Um... You have to break down your muscles. It's, it, I think all the fuss and all the trouble isn't getting started, but after two weeks, well, if, if you're in your 20s and you're spring chicken, then after two weeks, you're into it. But if you're like me and not so much a spring chicken, maybe if um, the digits of your age equal the number 12, It might take, like, four weeks to implement such things. (laughs) Possibly longer. So, anyway. Oh, wait one moment. Copy. I'm going to mention a couple people in this broadcast, and there's one person, William 12. And of course I'm not going to be able to find them right? Of course not. Nope. Hang on, I have to check my cell phone contacts. All right, well, I will find William 12 at another time. He is a brother in Christ. Excuse me. Alright, well, I guess how it all got started for me was, um, excuse me if I'm off a little, but, um, 2013 rolled around, and I said, Heavenly Abba, you know, I thought this world would have, like, <laughs> been over by now. What's going on? I always kind of had an innate feeling when I was a child that I would see him return in my life. But anyway, during that time in 2013, I believe I was 38, turning 39. And, um,. took a look at my life. I wasn't happy with it. I was dating some dude that I just, I was uh, glad for the company and to have someone to eat dinner with. But after that, I really was just not interested. And, um, there was no other reason to date him and I probably should not have. Um, he wasn't treating me well whatsoever. Um draining off of my finances and emotions, and, um, we weren't really affectionate anyway. I was on, I was prescribed 33 prescriptions, but only taking some of them, part of, approximately half of them. And, um, I had my own place, and I could no longer work. My cat and dog, they kind of found me, but I was really happy that they rescued me.
0: And, um,
1: I decided to get rid of the boyfriend, because he was no good. I actually had to retain the help of, uh, Monmouth Police Department, as well as some friends during that time, to help me get out and get him out of my home. So you know, I wasn't exactly excelling at life. I had always thought I'd have a family, a husband and kids, farm, own the house, and, um,
0: own everything
1: and have something to show for my life. And, um... You know, just like my grandma and papa raised me, I wanted to have and continue on with their same life and lifestyle in my own personal life. You know, of having a family, a farm, and everybody on it, and family reunions every six months or three months. I don't know, just any time to get together with the family. That's what I had always envisioned for my life. So anyway, there I was about 38, 30, yeah, about 38, um, one class shy of getting my two-year degree in accounting, but not having kids, renting an apartment in Somerville, and about to lose it all because disability, disability did not give me money for three months, and even though I rented from the apartment complex for 10 years, they weren't willing to wait a few months for me to be able to catch up. So things were taking a turn. Things definitely did not turn out the way I planned and my health was not great. Um, So I don't know, I kind of went before Heavenly Abba. Uh, well, before I did, well, about the same time I went before Heavenly Abba, I remember when I lived in Somerville, um, I went over to visit my neighbor, Eddie, who was an elderly man and I'd help clean his house and take out his trash. And I remember one morning I was standing outside as he was on the stoop and While we were talking, he said, Holly, look behind you. There's an alien spaceship. And I turned behind me, and I kid not, there was this flying saucer above the apartment building. So there I am, right off the bat, not knowing anything whatsoever. And I'm like, hey, you can't do that. And I kid you not, I had a vision of this little gray alien going... uh, Uh, to the four different apartments that were in that one building, in that one building. And there were a couple of people inside the building that little alien touched. And then when I started to yell at it, all of a sudden the flying saucer leaped or hopped to the next building. So then I start walking towards that second building. And picking up speed. And then it hops again to another building. And I'm like, you can't do that. Listen, you have to get out of here. You can't do that. You can't do that. Jesus, Jesus, don't let them do that. Something to this effect. (laughs) I see you. You can't get away with it. So then I walk up the block because I was chasing after this thing. Yeah, it's a spaceship in (laughs) there on the ground on the sidewalk. But nonetheless, so anyway, when it took off, I walked back up the block to Eddie and I said, Eddie, did you see that? He's like, what are you talking about, Holly? What do you mean, Eddie? Holly, you just took off running down the block. Eddie? Eddie? You are the one that pointed out the flying saucer to me. I don't know what you're talking about, Holly. I didn't see any UFO. I kid you not, I don't know what these little gray aliens were doing, but apparently everybody on the block had amnesia except for me. And I didn't know anything about spiritual warfare at all i didn't know my knee from my elbow forget about my wrist from my ankle when it came to anything like that so um i don't know i went before heavenly abba and i asked for a future with him i told him i'm like i think i'm psychic my dreams and stuff come true but um You know, I want to get away from the prescriptions. I want to get away from dating the wrong person. And um, I just need to do all around better. I've made nothing of myself. I'm a complete pathetic loser and failure by all definition that my grandma and papa would give. And I would be in agreement. I'm probably not explaining this well, but, you know, my grandma and papa, probably, if they saw me at that point, would not really want to take claim to raising me. So, anyway. I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm coughing. Um, anyway, I felt like I was hitting rock bottom. I wanted to get back to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I could wake up in the mornings and bounce out of bed and just go running outside and enjoy the day. And there I was, an adult, waking up in the mornings and reaching for a prescription bottle before I could ever consider getting out of bed or feeling normal. I I wanted to go back to not needing anything and just waking up and feeling good again. So, Heavenly Abba, he, um, he gave me dreams. He showed me my future. Should I choose him? He started off those dreams by showing me Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, returning on a cloud. And my attorney, my father figure, Greg, who is now deceased, as well as my friend Kurt, was in that dream. It really struck me. Please, uh, give me a chance to explain further. Um, So I told God I think I was psychic, and my dreams come true, and I don't know, but at this point in my life I'm going nowhere fast, and grandma's rolling over there in her grave and he he heavenly Abba gave me dreams of my future should i choose him and at that point demonic attacks started to happen to me that reminded me of things that happened in my childhood also at this time i um you know turned my life around um got rid of the bad people as best I could, like the bad boyfriend. I quit the 33 prescriptions and then I started to get meaningful friendships back in my life. And that was huge to me. And one of the friendships I got back in my life was, excuse me for my groggy voice, um, Well, actually, it was more than just one friendship. It was a few friendships that I got back in my life. And um, I was very grateful at that time because I didn't know what was happening in my life. I was trying to seek God. I was kind of trying to come out of bad things, but I did not yet know fully about B.M.K. Ultra, Super Soldier, and Dumbs, and um, so I reunited reunited with a group of friends and um, a couple girls. They had brought me down the shore, and that meant a lot because I was able to bring Keeper, my dog. And um, then I had reunited with another friend, and we would well, where I used to live, every Friday night there was a car. And people would bring their motorcycles, so there was a car show downtown, and we'd bump into each other. And um, so we just did that each week, and it was nice because I was trying to turn my life around, and I, again, didn't know what what to expect and what was going on, but I definitely felt like I was on the verge of something huge, like I was on top of a wave, and... It's about to crest, but I don't know it. In <laughs> um, <clears throat> this um, group of people I reunited with, it just so happened that when I was a, a child on the school bus being taken to grammar school at Liberty Corner, um, these older kids would get on the bus and call me Holy Holly holy holly. (laughs) I was really good as a kid. I can't tell you what happened to me in my 20s and 30s, but for the most part, I was a good kid and teenager. So, um, it's funny because there's an altar I have that I nicknamed Holy Holly because of these people in my life. So, um... It was really nice to have these positive people in my life that could help keep me grounded. They didn't know they were helping to keep me grounded at that time. But um, when I began seeking God, uh, the demonic attacks started to come back like when I was a child. Uh, that terrorizing fear. Something's coming into my room. There's something already in my room. There's something staring at me. Um, There's something that shouldn't be here. This is my room. Um, I would open my eyes out of a sleep or I'd be in that half asleep, half awake, and when I would open my eyes, I would see different shapes like triangles and rectangles right close to me. So if it wasn't something spooky and scary like shadow people or eyeballs or little gray aliens or hat man or that other tall thing with long hair that rips you off your bed or takes his hat and saws right through you, what have you if it wasn't something terrifying like that then it was something odd but similar just as off-putting but it was weird because i'd have shapes showing up right in front of my eyes very close to my eyes and face just like the djinn does to you or certain other demonic entities um, I think that's I want. it's not nigh uh, what is that it's like a, a, a geometry demon but it's not a demon it's a principality you have to pray and fast to get rid of this thing uh, what is it called not an eye I can't remember but th- th- there was another thing that was also happening to me was that when I would lay down and go to sleep, I would see numbers flashing in my mind's eye, like six, two, seven, three, or any random variety. And um So, like, I would see numbers flash before my mind's eye, and I wouldn't exactly know what that meant, Um, but things started happening to me, and it reminded me of stuff that happened when I was a child. Give me a moment, please. I'm sorry. Ringing. it may have been a friend, but demonic attacks come in all forms and that last notification and ringing that came in, um, it shut down my cell phone. It would be great to get through a broadcast without a demonic attack 15,000 times. Now, anyway, um, getting back to these shapes and then the numbers. So if the demons couldn't scare me, they were confusing me. That was uh, about 2013. 2014, January 4th, I quit 33 prescriptions. Um, at that time, I grabbed a hold of my Holy Bible and, uh, I asked Yeshua to help me with all of these things. Um, on the internet, I was looking up, uh, angels and demons and I was eating up as much information and as many testimonies as I could get, trying to see who was telling me the truth, who wasn't. And I could see who was lying who was just doing it and who was real I had Bible questions I started to try to find them out meanwhile um, at least on the weekends I had a couple of good friends that I could do good things with and it was wholesome fun it wasn't partying or anything else. It was, you know, enjoying the shore or enjoying a motorcycle show or enjoying a car show or enjoying a dinner and just laughing. And it was nice and it was something I hadn't really been able to experience in my life you know i started praying and daily seeking yeshua i started uh every morning when i woke up pouring glasses of water and saying i love you i'm thankful heavenly abba i love you and i started to pray i asked holy spirit to help me feel love help me learn about yeshua i thought i knew about god but And I thought I was talking to him the whole time, but who's Yeshua, who's Jesus, and um, I'm going to need help with that. And what I think I thought I knew is probably all wrong, and help me with that, too. (laughs) So the summer of 2014 was pretty big. You know, in May, I made my covenant with Abba, and he gave me some photographs, Um so in the summer of two thousand and fourteen I started finding people from my dreams on YouTube. I I had dreams going all the back all the way back to when I was a child in kindergarten in Liberty Corner School and when I went to nursery school, the nursery school was up on two oh two between White Knack Road and the quarry. There used to be a uh, Presbyterian nursery school or church, they were nice to me. All of the other nursery schools before that, the kids were always picking me up and swinging me around because I was smaller than them. So um, when I was three years old and 13 years old, I was having dreams and visions of who would later be people that Heavenly Abba would... Lead me to via my dreams into reality that could help me come to terms with MKUltra and Super Soldier projects. So I started finding those people like Trey Smith, Anita Riviera, Jonathan Kahn, and then Russ Dizdar with his SIIU team, Douglas Hemp and L.A. Marzulli, and then after that, a few more people. But from my dreams into reality, I started finding them. So October 2014, I lost my home. By that time, I had made my covenant to Heavenly Abba, and he gave me that profile picture that you see on my internet pages, whatever you call them. Um, December 12th of 2014, I found Jonathan Kahn. I had been dreaming about him since I was 13 years old. Well, I had a vision of him. And there I was, December of 2014, finding him on YouTube. And from there, I really couldn't believe my eyes. So I had I lost my home in Somerville. And by that time I was up on Route 23 in Newfoundland, renting an expensive couch, keeping Sava, keeper, and I together, and right down the road was Jonathan Kahn, and um, it was the bridegroom teaching and the Jewish traditions of marriage that caught my attention, and it those things made Heavenly Abba seem approachable to me. Um, And it also seemed like a fairy tale as well. But then again, the most beautiful love story ever written is the Holy Bible. But if I rewind back to the summer of 2014, I would go out with um, one of my friends, and it was the oddest thing because I'd go out and... When we went to these different motorcycle and car shows and whatnot, I would see... It wasn't in the physical, but it was in the spirit. I would see blood on people's faces. Kind of similar, like, for lack of better terms, and I'm so sorry, I mean no disrespect, but you know Gorbachev with that mark on his face? Well, in the spirit... I would see something like a mark like that on people's faces and it would give me an urge to fight and want to rip into someone and I couldn't understand what was happening. And I told my friend Kurt because, well, he had grown up um, around people talking about the Holy Bible so I thought maybe he might know poor him. I caught him off guard probably on more than 10 occasions. But uh, he always stayed a friend and I'm grateful for that because I was falling to pieces on several occasions and I didn't know what was going on with me, let alone who to ask. And not having a family like I did, there was no one to ask. But anyway, I started finding people on finding people on YouTube that I had been dreaming about sporadically through my throughout my life. I was looking up angels and demons and people's testimonies, and um, i had seen this thing about super soldiers. It took me a few months at least three or four months to ever click on something that said Super Soldier, because I thought it was all hooey-fooey stuff, you know. Well, I clicked on it, and I got more than I bargained for. Turned out, I'm one of them. I vouch for Michael Prince, also known as Commander Casbold, I vouch for Aaron McCollum, and I vouch for Kieran Lee Perrin because I believe I was trafficked, and while I was being trafficked, I saw them, and whatever testimony they present to you that they say happened to them, they're not lying to you, in my humbled opinion, and that's because I believe I was there to see it firsthand. There's other people I meet throughout life, but I cannot vouch for them because I wasn't trafficked with them and that's just kind of that. But anyway, November 2014, Heavenly Abba showed me Ezekiel's Wheel. That's when things really started happening. I was having end time and last day dreams and visions of the seven-year Great Tribulation period. I know there's a debate about three-and-a-half years and whatnot. I am not trying to, to go there with all due respect. Please. Um, this was all a lot to take in. another childhood friend, Kendra, who put up with me and Jen and Kurt. They were very kind and gracious to me in 2014, but um, even my godmother, Judy, I fell to pieces. I fell to pieces in front of them, and I couldn't, for the life of me, explain it. These end times and last day dreams and visions of the seven year great tribulation period. I, I wound up December twentieth. Okay, so I met I I found Jonathan Kahn December fifth and December twelfth of two thousand and fourteen. And um I had dreamt of him when I was thirteen and he did the bridegroom teaching. And there were multiple things thrown at me December Of 2014 that was the pivotal time everything I had done before that was in my life date a bunch of bad boyfriends get stuck on a bunch of bad medicine by a bunch of bad doctors and it was all due to my bad decisions so I have nobody else to thank but me I sold myself out sold myself down the river And there I was trying to flounder and turn it all around. And you know what? I didn't have to turn it all around before I asked Heavenly Abba to help me. I just had to ask him to help me. And then he who sits on the throne was gracious enough to help me. But then again, he did remind me that he's the one that created life after all, so who better to help me with my life than him? I didn't think he'd want to be bothered with me because he sits on the throne. And he's holier, holier, holier than everything and anyone else. And although he is and sacred, I also think he wants to embrace us he wants us to embrace him especially now during these times because of what's happening so October 2014 I lost my home <clears throat> by December 2014 I could not hide anymore My friend Kurt even came up to see me in Newfoundland and oh my goodness, when he did that, (laughs) Um, he had been in the hospital. I was about to shortly, weeks later, sign myself into one because my dreams come true. I try to warn people, they don't listen, and then I have to watch my dreams come true and those people get hurt so anyway well there was this one evening in particular I could not driving along route 23 the whole highway looked identical to the dreams that Heavenly Abba gave me back in 2013 and it just seemed like everything got kicked off Now, yes, I started to find the super soldiers, James Commander, James Casball, also known as Michael Prince, Kieran Lee Perrin, Aaron McCollum, and many others. And, you know, I was remembering things, but I, um, finally there came a day I couldn't hide from it. I also couldn't hide from losing my home. I couldn't hide from being bent on prescriptions for so long. It took me a good year to come off all of them. I couldn't hide from the fact I didn't know the Bible, and that was the one thing to help me with what I was facing. I was seeing blood on people's faces, and I couldn't tell you why. I was getting attacked by shapes like rectangles, circles, triangles, and numbers. It wasn't little gray aliens and ugly demons. Oh my goodness, like I couldn't really make heads and tails except to know that it was my own fault. I brought it on my own self and I was trying to get out And I really didn't know how to. So I grabbed a hold of my holy Bible and I started to read the stories in it. And as I read the stories in it, um, you know, like the apostles, they parted with their possessions to take up their cross. Oh boy, my knees were knocking and my shins were shaking, but I opened up my storage unit after losing my home. And except for my clothes, cat, dog, computer, and car, I let it all go. Um that later that night, because I was staying at my attorney's house at the time, he had come home from work and found me sleeping because I was so exhausted trying to bear my cross and live up to things in the holy bible because i was truly seeking god and of all the things i did i really wanted this time for everything to mean something and i'm really sorry if this broadcast sounds terrible because apparently i forgot to turn off my speaker so there's probably going to be a terrible echo and my voice is groggy Well, one morning came, December 20th, when I woke up in the morning and I could not tell the memories that I was having from the DOMS deep underground military bases, which I hadn't even really fallen into that too much, except to realize I was used in those projects. I'd found the kids I was trafficked with on YouTube My dreams were coming true. Well, one morning I just woke up and I fell to pieces, called Detective 19 and Detective number 51 on myself. Um, I must have sounded completely nuts and crazy. Um, The police came to the house. I tried to explain myself but they were busy that morning so they left. And then from there um, I I had a mind melt similar to what combat vets come home from war with where they start reenacting a really bad point in war and they don't mean to reenact it but Like, my mind was melting. And, well, I didn't know, but I was, um, there came a point this one morning where I started reenacting a hunting party that I had been put through by the royals. Then in my head, um, I had, um, all of this chaos going on. I ran from... The plate, the expensive couch that I was renting to keep Seva, my cat and keeper, my dog and I together. I ran down route 23 um, to um, the dog shelter. They wouldn't help me. Well, I called the cops first, but they were busy and left. Um, a voice, probably the kingdom of darkness. It could have been one of my altars. I don't know. Who cares? I heard a voice say, Run! 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 And at that point, I had stood up from the couch already a couple of times. I was trying to process what was happening to me. I stood up. I kissed Keeper goodbye. I kissed Sava goodbye. And I walked out the door in my socks, t-shirt, sweatpants, in sleet and rain and um I walked down the highway I found the dog kennel I said please call the cops they wouldn't do it they told me I had to leave so then I walked past grass grasshoppers and then I got to the gas station and there were some people in the gas station that were nice to me and when I got there, those nice people weren't there, but there was somebody else that said, Holly, my so-and-so knows you, it's okay. And I said, I need some uh, uh, some minutes. I, I need to call for help. Um, and I sat at that gas station, I think, for like 10, 15 minutes. I don't know. My heart was racing. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> cars would pull into the gas station and the ding ding over that you know that line that goes over the gas pumps to make it ring on the inside of the station that kept going off and then people were coming in the front door to go get coffee and the bells over the door they they were triggering my mind and um I was going back and forth um from my head where my head was, there was war and chaos going on, and then I was going into reality, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't grab control. I couldn't, I just things happened. I needed to figure out what was going on with me, so I just I ran I ran. called up Jonathan Kahn. They left me on hold of 20 minutes. I think they left me on hold just to make me hang up. I called my attorney. He didn't pick up. Huh. That one killed. I called somebody else. I don't know what happened. All I knew is I was calling these people because there was something happening in my head. I needed sleep. I needed food. I was going to ask them to help me go to the hospital, to be honest. But I didn't get the chance. So I wound up um, running through, I, I, I um, went from the gas station. Darting down Route 23 or up Route 23 North. I went up on the bank, ran over rocks, trees, bushes, and all the rest in my socks, sweatpants, t-shirt, and a scarf. Um, I heard people chopping down trees, but it sounded okay. Yeah, I, I heard the chainsaws of people chopping trees, but it sounded like dirt bikes chasing after me. So my mind was flipping. I I saw a guy walking from his out, house out to a truck after I went over the bank, or up the bank. <laughs> I, right from Route 23, I ran over the highway. I went up the bank over rocks, trees, bushes, all the rest. I wind up, and I think a cul-de-sac. I start walking through the neighborhood. I know I need help. Um. I don't know what's going on. I see someone leaving their house, but when I look into their eyes, their eyes turn black to me, and I'm thinking, No, don't go there. So I keep walking. The chainsaws to me sound like dirt bikes chasing me through the woods. I see a yellow house. It's not mine, but somewhere in my head, there is something saying, It is yours run up, tell grandma you're home. Now, in reality, um, my house is no longer there that I grew up in, but 313 White Knock Road, there was a small green house, and that was grandma's house. Grandma died a long time ago, so... anyway i saw this one house and um i ran out to and i was banging on the doors and i was saying grandma i'm home grandma i'm sorry grandma don't lock me out i'm sorry i ran to the front of the house and i saw cuz it was december so there was like this christmas lights all around the windows and door And at the bottom, there was a timer. Well, when I looked at the timer, I thought it was a bomb. So I grabbed the timer, I ripped it off the house, threw it away, out, threw it away, threw it out into the front yard. From there, I don't know what happened. It seemed like Nazi soldiers, that there were bombs, there were bullets, I had to run. So I run along the front of the house, over to the driveway and there was like a little space where I think the house connected to the garage and I ducked into that um, the indent where there was that door between the two. I was dodging bullets from there. My mind kept melting, and I heard people screaming at me, and whistles, and dogs, and dirt bikes, and bullets, and I ran to the back of the house. My mind was melting. I ran from the back of the house into the woods, and from there, it really wasn't the woods. It was just like um, this small brush, like an intermediary area for lack of better words, between six houses. It wasn't... Anyway, um, my mind melted. I stripped down. I ran into the yard. I was running from Nazi soldiers shooting at me, and I was running with a bunch of women who were also stripped down and naked. We had nothing on us, period. Something happened. I laid down onto the grass, and I guess it was so cold, and because it was sleeting outside, I told myself, Holly, you are going to lay here until Yeshua HaMashiach returns, and you're not going to move. If the people come home from work, I don't care. You're going to lay here. You are going, you're just going to stay here until Jesus returns, because I don't know what's happening. And it's better you just lay here. I guess, I don't know, it seemed like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes later, I slowed down. I got up, realized I was naked obviously something's wrong. I'm really embarrassed to even admit it. I walk back into that small brushel or intermediary. It's not really woods, but I guess it's woods if it's between five to six houses in Yuppieville or mansion Yuppieville, Whatever. So I mean I'm used to like a mansion on at least 100 to 150 acres. But anyway, um, I was only on a few acres with six mansions attached to it.
0: Well, they're not even
1: mansions. They were just big houses. Um, Put my clothes back on. I get up from the grass. I walk back into that area, put my clothes back on. All of a sudden, there's a flood coming in. I might have the details mixed up. Excuse me. I know they're in my autobiography. Um, I'm doing the best I can. But anyway, apparently the next thing I know, my mind starts flipping again. There's a flood coming in. I see that there's a treehouse. Noah's bark was made of trees, so I run up in the treehouse, and lo and behold, the kids have a treehouse set up like a war zone, so I, they had like these toy guns pointing out the windows, bunch of ammo on the table, blankets, forget about it. Next thing I know, I'm running with, like, DMX, Ja Rule, uh, another lady, a couple other rappers, and here we are, stuck in this treehouse, taking bullets, there's a flood that's about to come in, but we're taking bullets, there's a convoy in front of the treehouse that's shooting bullets at us, and we have to survive, so we're shooting out the window, I kid you not, and... Oh, what is their name? The Wu-Tang Clan? The Wu-Tang Clan, in reality. In reality, I fell apart on the... There's two members of the Wu-Tang Clan. In reality, I fell apart on them. Jody can tell you all about it, and I feel highly embarrassed. I'm sorry. Apparently, I had a run-in with a priest, and I'm still coming to terms with everything, and... Honestly, I'm really sorry. I apologize. Well, anyway, we're taking bullets, we're shooting them back, and a flood comes in. And the flood takes everything out. And then I have to wait. I have to duck and cover, I can't go by the windows. And I'm in this treehouse ducking and covering with plastic toys. Um, forgive me if I'm scattered. So, well, anyway, the floodwaters go away. They, um, they, they go down and they go away, and I can come out of the treehouse, and I do. And when I do, I realize, oh my goodness, Holly, what, what, like, listen. Holly, between you and me, Holly, (laughs) thinking amongst myself, you're not at a club doing drugs. What is going on with you? What is going on with you? I walk out of the backyard. I had lost my cell phone and my electronic cigarette. The cops found it later and the police, mainly the dispatcher, the dispatcher made sure that I got my belongings back and I was really grateful, but that's at the end of all of this. So, um, go walking out of the backyard down the street again. I see a house that has the Grinch, inflatable, big Grinch on the front yard. I um, just walk in. The front door was open. I walked in the front door, closed it behind me, and then put my back to the front door and sank down. Um, Put my arms on top of my knees and my head down. And a woman with her daughter Though, so, um... Anyway, um... let fast-forwarding. The woman obliged me and called an ambulance for me. She gave me a jacket and socks to wear. I could not thank her enough. I pray Heavenly Abba thanks her a thousandfold for what she's done for me. She has no idea. So, long story short, an ambulance comes to get me. I take that hood of the jacket she... Gave to me, and I wrapped it around my face, leaving myself only a small area to breathe out of. And uh, the police, I walked out to the ambulance, and the police helped me. And um, I signed myself into the mental ward, and um, I made sure not to tell them about the super soldier projects like Project Ibis and Joseph Mangley, but I um did tell them that I have dreams and my dreams come true. I tell people, but they don't listen. And then I have, then I wind up watching those people get hurt and this stuff really gets to me. It eats at me. So, um, also at this time in December, I had thought that, um, Back in the dumbs... Oh, boy. How do I approach this? In December 2014, before I really knew what was going on, I believe there was a termination assignment against my life that failed to go through because of Heavenly Abba, our Lord Almighty that sits on the throne he stopped it in the past i was wrong in in the past and i'll make corrections even in my autobiography but here and now we super soldiers never changed anything in time travel in looking glass we could have seen the future in looking glass but then again in looking glass we weren't really there But even in time travel, even if we were, we didn't change anything. So apparently there was a termination assignment against my life. We super soldiers didn't do anything. What I've come to realize, and I repent for being wrong, but I'd like this opportunity to correct myself, I believe Heavenly Abba, Yahweh, I believe that because I sought him out and um, the bridegroom uh, teaching, the bridegroom feast. um, I believe, when I say married, I mean, for lack of better terms, um, to devote and dedicate my life to Him. I don't know if you can hear the church bells right now, but boy, I hope that this is the only time they play because for today, th- today they played for two hours, nonstop, two songs at a time. And when I was broadcasting with Sam, I was really trying my best to not hear them. When the church bells start playing two songs at a time, that kind of reminds me of the chaos I go through on the inside. 1D programming from MKUltra and Super Soldier Projects, as well as that satanic ritual abuse stuff. So, anyway. It was Heavenly Abba. It was Heavenly Abba that kept me safe. It was him that did everything. It was him that stopped these termination attempts against my life. And I repent that I did not see this sooner and give him credit, glory, and honor to it sooner to him, of it sooner to him. I'm sorry. But anyway, when I uh, signed myself into the hospital, December 20th to the 26th, of 2014, I told them, when I dream, I tell people they don't listen. And then the bad thing in the dream happens to them. They get hurt and it eats at me. I tried to warn them. I guess it's just me it must be. I've learned that the gift of prophecy pertains solely to the return of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It has nothing to do with who's the next president, who's going to get married, who's going to wear a red dress on Friday, who's going to hit the lottery. It only pertains to Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ of Nazareth is what I've learned. I remember back in December 2014, I felt so disconnected. You know, I had this normal life that had failed me, as you've just heard. Well, I failed me. I did it to myself. I had a mother that didn't pray for me. There came a point in my life where I was so disconnected from the spirit world due to my own decisions and my own personal life, but also the people around me were not helping and definitely not praying. I felt so disconnected spiritually and emotionally. I could feel it. And it hurt. I felt dead without that connection. And also, First and foremost, I lacked that umbilical cord with Heavenly Abba. But I remember during some of my darkest days, um, there's been this brother in Christ, William Twelve. He started to pray for me when no one else was. We just happened to bump into each other on the internet And when I was going through the worst part of my life, running through a neighborhood naked, William 12 prayed for me. And I could feel his prayers. And I felt connected again and like I mattered. And it was huge to me. A lot of different things happened at the hospital. There's a lot of details I'm leaving out and um, I just want to say thank you to these people that have had a positive and profound healthy impact on my life and I'm really sorry that at the time I couldn't explain what was happening to me because really I didn't know and even now seven years later There is a huge degree where I feel ashamed, embarrassed, humiliated of myself and I can thank myself for it. But I must also recognize that the kingdom of darkness does not take a day off. Kings kids get a Sabbath kingdom of darkness gets nothing and I really want to thank all of you that have really tried your hardest and I want to tried your hardest to help me and I want to thank all of you that have prayed for me and all of you that uh, boy I gotta give you credit for putting up with me (laughs) But more than that, I'm really honored that Heavenly Abba would give me this opportunity to try to explain what happened to me. Um, thank you. I pray you have a great night. And shalom.